You just sense the presence of the Lord just right here with us as we're worshiping him this morning. But you know, as we sing hymns this time of year, Christmas carols, uh, one of the popular songs that we sing that's not, we didn't sing this morning, we may sing it next week, is What Child Is This? And today, what I'd like to do is just let the Word of God answer that question. And so as we pause for just a few minutes to just think about the birth of God's Son, Jesus the Christ, I ask you to think about Jesus uh, for just a minute, if you will. And it's just amazing to recognize that here we are 2,000 years after his life, and there are millions of people around the world who still claim that Jesus is the Christ and that he has changed their lives. And I happen to be one of them. I happen to be one that can testify. He will transform your life if you will open your heart up and let him come in. Jesus, scripture says, is a name that is above all other names. And you'd have to say that it is quite a name because you can talk about God all day long. You can go on a talk show and uh, you can talk about God and there will be no controversy. You can uh, discuss spirituality or God, but when you bring up the name of Jesus, there's controversy. He's the only way to God and there's going to be resistance and people are going to say, he can't be the only way. The name of Jesus is going to bring controversy. There's a lot of attention still 2,000 years later to his name. Scripture says that his name is the name above all names, and yet his name is often attacked. His name is the only godlike name that's used as a curse word. You ever thought about that? You ever hit your uh, thumb or finger with a hammer and yell out, Oh, Mohammed! <laughs> Never have, have you? And you don't hear anybody do that and say, Oh, Buddha! Yeah, they just don't say that, do they? There's something about the, Jesus, about the name of Jesus that is special. Just the birth of Jesus, what did it do? It separated time. That moment in time where uh, the Word became flesh and began to dwell among us is the moment in time where we count backward from it one way and forward from it the other. His birth has split our calendar in half. Before Christ, and now 2017 in the year of our Lord, who is this child? The truth is, a lot of people, they really only know snapshots of Jesus. There's the six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus, sweet baby Jesus that so many people think about this time of year. And that's how they know him. And uh, others, it's the 33-year-old Jesus 
on the cross. And they've got the birth down and they've got the cross down, but they really don't have a full understanding of what child this is. And so what I'd like to do is just kind of broaden your understanding of who this child is. So first of all, I want us to start out learning two words, a Hebrew word, which is hene. Say that, hene. Let's say it together now, hene. And then there's a uh, Greek word, and it is idu. Let's say that one together. One, two, three, idu. Now, both of those words in English mean behold. In Hebrew, hene. In Greek, idu. And one of the wonderful things is whenever you see those two words, it means that, or, or one of those words, either hene or idu, when you see behold in scripture, you know that what follows is really important because hene or idu today would be like, hey, look here. You know, or anyway, it's a, it's, this is really important. You really need to listen to what I'm getting ready to tell you. Behold, hine, edu, you better listen. You better pay attention. We're going to find out some of the wonderful things that follow the word behold, talking about Jesus this morning. First of all, behold Jesus, the baby. 700 years before he was born. In Isaiah, the seventh chapter, the 14th verse, we read these words. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And then it says, Hine. Behold, pay attention. 700 years before his historical birth, it's prophesied that he would come 700 years and it's going to be a miracle. I mean, your childbirth itself is a miracle. Sharon and I have been through it four times and it's a miracle every time to just see a new human being come into the world and take shape and flourish and become just a full-blooded, full-blown human being. That's a miracle. But the miracle birth of Jesus was even more miraculous than that. Here's a young lady who's never been with a man, a virgin, and an angel comes to her and announces that she is going to give birth to the Son of God. And she says, may it be done unto me according to your word. And the Holy Spirit performs a miracle and she conceives and Jesus is born in a cattle stall. And they wrapped him in swaddling cloths, swaddling cloths. Now here you see the picture of Emmanuel, God with us, a little baby who was born to grow up and to die for the sins of the world. Behold, the virgin will be with child and she will give birth to Emmanuel, God with us. Behold, Jesus, the baby. Isaiah 9, the sixth verse says this, For unto us 
a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace behold the christ child will be born behold jesus the baby another picture i want you to see is this behold don't miss it jesus the lamb of god john the baptist made this bold declaration in john 1 29 it says the next day john saw jesus coming toward him and he said behold hey everybody listen up there he is you're not going to believe this we've heard about it there he is the lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world. He's right here with us right now. Behold the Lamb of God. And everyone in the audience that day, I'm sure, stopped, stopped dead in their tracks. Really? We've heard about him. Wow. They would have known what that meant because they lived in a time where there was a sacrificial system. And they would remember celebrating annually the Passover from years ago when God delivered his people from bondage and said, I'm going to send the angel of death or I'm going to pass over. Is that what he actually said? I'm going to pass over and everyone who not, does not have their doors marked with the blood of the lamb will be destroyed. But if you have the blood of the lamb and those who are covered with his blood, then I'll pass over and you will be spared. And John the Baptist says, not just a lamb, but the lamb of God who was slain for the sins of the world. Revelation 5.12. Again, John is the author passing on things that he saw. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the Lamb, Jesus, who is slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Behold, the baby Jesus, the Christ child who is born to die. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Another picture of Jesus I hope you will get is this. Behold Jesus, the man. In John chapter 19, verse 5, in front of Pontius Pilate, Scripture says this. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Jesus, miraculously, was all God. And at the same time, all man. He was God in human form. He was God in the flesh. But he was no ordinary man. This man was God. And he was full of the love of God. In fact, the word that's used is, is, is spagnosomai. There we go, spagnosomai. It's a word that's translated compassion, but it's much deeper than that. It means to ache from the deepest part within for people. 
It's an inner yearning and aching. It was that sort of love that caused God to uh, send his son. That's what was behind whenever John says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It was this kind of compassion that moved God to do that. It was this kind of compassion that moved Jesus to empty himself and to become a man and to walk here among us and to reveal God to us in ways that we would never know otherwise. It was that deep compassion. He saw people and he would just exude compassion. Lepers who were considered outcasts and no one would go near, Jesus would reach out and touch them. That's the kind of man that he was. He was the one who'd see blind eyes and he'd heal them. He was the one who would befriend prostitutes. He was the one that was so loving to those who were so different from the religious people that the religious people couldn't stand him. Behold, Jesus, the man who was obedient to God, even unto death, and was standing there before Pilate, the one who took the lashings for our sins, that we would be healed. They pierced his hands and feet and put him on the cross. And then when the creation was mocking the creator, when he was hanging on the cross and he could have called down 10,000 angels and said, instead, what did he do? He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Behold the man who is according to Isaiah 53, 5, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastening, the punishment for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Verse six is so true. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him, upon Jesus, the man, the iniquity of us all. So what child is this? Behold, Jesus, the Christ child, behold Pay attention, the Lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of the world for the sins of the world. Behold, Jesus, the man who endured the pain of the cross, being obedient to God, even to the point of death, and is risen again by the power of God. Who else is Jesus? What child is this? We step back and consider some of the world events that we've seen just the past few weeks. You might ask yourself, is the world becoming increasingly darker and darker and darker and more evil and more wicked? And what does Jesus do in the middle of all this? Where is Jesus in all this? Well, I'll tell you, behold, behold, and you do need to hear this. There is another aspect to Jesus that you need to know. And I'm going to tell you what it is and you need to hear it. Behold, he is the soon returning king. This is what he said. 
These are his words in 2212 of the book of Revelation. He said, behold, his words, hey, I am coming quickly. Listen to me now. I am coming quickly. Behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work or according to his deeds. And that means be they good or be they bad. He said, I am the Alpha and I am the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. When Jesus was born 2000 years ago, he came as a lowly servant with a manger for a crib. When he returns, he's coming differently, folks. John says in Revelation 19 and following, I saw heaven standing open before me and before me was a white horse whose rider is named Faithful and True. With justice, he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a blazing fire. On his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. And his name, listen to this, is the Word of God. I love that. In the Gospel of John, in the beginning, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And it said that all things that came into being came into being through him. He is our creator. He is the one who existed with God before the world ever began. And he was involved in creating it and involved in bringing you into this world at just the right time at just the right moment. He was involved in all of that. And all during his life, he could have spoken. If he would just speak the word, things could change. And even now, he could just speak the word and things could change. And one day, when evil has been separated from good as much as it ever can be in this world, and the forces of evil are gathered against him and going to be trying to take out him and his people, he's going to speak a word and they will be toast. At the end of the age, none of those people that are aligned for battle on his side are going to have to lift a finger. Jesus will speak. And just as he spake the worlds into existence, he will speak and those who are evil will be no more. Now then, that's mighty and that's powerful. But the thing about it is, why doesn't he go ahead and do it? He doesn't do it because he loves you. It says he holds off doing that so as many as possible will come to know him. And as Peter says it, come to repentance. He's patient and he holds off for us. And one day he will speak that word. His name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses, dressed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. 
and on his robe and on his thigh, he has written the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Behold, check it out. Time is short. Look around, see the pain, see the world, see the wars, see the tragedy, see the famine, see the moral depravity, see the hypocrisy, see the lawlessness. Behold, time is short. Behold, there is a soon coming king. One day, the trumpet of God will sound and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then those believers who are yet alive will be caught up with him in the air. Behold, hear the alarm. Feel the warning. Time is short. Behold, there is a soon coming king. Behold, Jesus, the baby in the manger. Behold, Jesus, the lamb of God. Behold, Jesus, the man who took it all for us. Behold, the soon returning king. And finally, behold, Jesus, the one who wants to share his life with you and wants you to share your life with him. In Revelation 3.20, we hear Jesus once more say, Behold. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He says, I'm here and I'm knocking. And if you hear my voice and you'll let me in, I will come in. Behold, I'm here. Behold, if you let me in, I will show you the unconditional love of God. Behold, if you let me in, I will show you a peace that passes all understanding. Behold, if you let me in, I will bring you a joy that is unspeakable. Behold, if you let me in, I will bring a healing that you've never known to the depth of your being. Behold, I have come to give you life and to give it abundantly. Behold, I am here. Are you listening? Are you paying attention? Behold, it is Jesus, the soon returning King, that is knocking on the door of your heart. And I'm so afraid that there are so many people around the world who will play Christmas and they're going to miss the risen Christ. Behold, Jesus, the son of God. What child is this? He's the Christ child born to die. He is the lamb of God slain for the sins of the world. He is the God man who endured brutal pain on a cross and even death for the sins of of the world and for your sins and for my sins. He is the soon returning king and he is the one who right now is standing and knocking at the door of your heart, begging you to let him in. Who is this child? He is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. May we experience you, Jesus, this Christmas. Know your life and know your resurrection power. As we're all pray, praying today, I would like for us all to be really honest for a moment and let's just deal with some real stuff. 
Many of you are believers, but you've been so busy. It's just natural that you have not stopped to worship the Savior. Is that you? Be honest. Just lift your eyes toward me if that's you. If you just haven't taken time to worship him. Okay. I've been so busy, I haven't really stopped. What I want you to do is this. I want you to take a moment and right where you are, your seat is now an altar, an altar of worship before God. And as you pray right where you are, I ask you to just recognize that he is right here with you and just worship him in your own words, just right where you are. Behold Jesus, Emmanuel, the Son of God born in the manger. Just see him just there in your mind's eye and worship him. We worship you, Jesus. Behold Jesus, the Lamb of God, slain for the sins of this world. We worship you, O Lord. Behold Jesus, the God-man, suffering and dying on the cross, and raised again to defeat death, hell, sin, and the grave. We worship you, O Lord. Behold Jesus, the soon coming King of kings and Lord of lords. We worship you, O Lord. Behold Jesus, who stands at the door and knocks and knocks. Now, there are those of you who would recognize that he hasn't been leading your life. He's knocking and he's knocked on the door of your heart. And the good news is that God has ordained for you to be here right now in this moment because you're going to hear some good news. And this is it. Behold, God so loved you that he sent his only son, Jesus, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Behold, that is good news. Behold, God wants to give you a gift today. It's a gift you can't buy. You can't put it under a tree. You can't work for it. You cannot earn it. And it's the gift of eternal life. It comes only by grace through faith in this Savior Jesus, the risen one. Now, there are those of you that if you're really honest, you'd admit, you know, I am not walking with God. And I can sense that he, I can sense he wants in. And this morning, I am opening my heart and I am letting him in. Jesus, come in. Jesus, forgive me. When you pray that, the scripture is very clear. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter how dark your life has been. At that moment, you are totally forgiven. You are changed. You will become new. You'll be the one uh, who looks around the world and says, you know what? He has changed my life. You will experience his life, his forgiveness, his freedom, and his power. There are those of you, you know, it's your time. And he's knocking saying, yes, Jesus, come in. Jesus, come in. I give all of my life to you. Don't just save me, but be the Lord of my life. Be everything. I surrender my life wholly unto you. If that's your prayer today, would you lift your eyes toward me for a moment? Just let me make contact with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
I ask all of you just to pray together with those around you. Just everyone say, I'll repeat after me. Heavenly Father, save me from my sins. I believe Jesus died for me so I could live for you. Take every bit of my life. Transform me. Thank you for new life. Now you have all of mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Behold, the King of kings and the Lord of lords.